0: Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the TT time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Here we are in December. We're so excited about our health and healing over the holiday series. And I know that you all have been waiting for this episode. I saw a lot of good comments uh, when I dropped the picture. So we're going to get right into it. Without further ado, you all know that you can drop your questions or comments in the chat and we will do our very best to get them answered. So it is my sincere pleasure to introduce to you all Dr. Suraj Shir- Abdullah Dr. Abdullah is a DO and CAQSM who received his bachelor's degree in psychology from Eastern Illinois University located in Charleston, Illinois. He continued his post-baccalaureate studies in university at the University of South Carolina North Carolina Greensboro before earning his doctorate of osteopathy from the Edward Via Virginia College of Osteopathic Medicine in Blacksburg, Virginia. He completed his family medicine residency with Palmetto Health at the University of South Carolina, where he also completed his sports medicine fellowship. Dr. Abdullah is currently a sports family medicine practitioner in Phoenix City, Alabama, and in Columbus, Georgia. And he focuses on orthobiologics, concussion management, all non-operative orthopedic injuries, and diagnostic inter. Conventional Ultrasound for Musculoskeletal Problems. That was a whole mouthful. Welcome to the show, Dr. Abdullah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's get into it. We know that every year lists come out during this holiday season about the top gifts for men. So I was wondering if you had to create a top five things (laughs) for men's wellness what would Mm -hmm. be on your list
1: for men's wellness
0: men's wellness
1: uh so i think if i had to make a top five list for men's wellness i probably would focus a little bit on mental health of course you probably can relate to that and i think that is different for everybody um for me I love to travel. And so if I had a gift that I would want that I wanted, I would uh request, you know, like just a travel vacation where I can get away and relax, mm-hmm. whether it be at the beach or the mountains. Um, yeah. if someone's able to do that. Um, secondly, I, I, I'm of course on sports medicine, so I like to work out, but also I encourage that. And so again, this focus on mental health, but also focuses on just physical health. And trying to, uh, and so I would request, you know, not a gym membership, but just, mm. you know, somewhere where I can just work out, whether it be on the beach or whether it be at a home gym. Um, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I have tell on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's probably bad, you know, I think, think about mental health and wellness, but I had my first massage, you know, with, uh, within the last year, went to Costa Rica. And I oh, was wow. there. And so that was my first one. So I, I would encourage most men to try to, you know, incorporate that into the regular routine because okay. I think that helps just from an overall well being standpoint. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we gift our, our wives and girlfriends and women with that. But I think, you know, overall, it, it actually can be beneficial um, to uh, treat yourself sometimes. Um, so
0: it's never too late.
1: Never too late. <laughs> the other other thing i'll probably you know of course uh as a sports fanatic um uh, you know more taking care of athletes and things like that um we got the world cup going on and so if i had if i had my biggest gift i was like send me to like one of those big events whether it be the world cup or uh you know we got football championships coming up super bowl so, uh, <laughs> giving <laughs> giving m- giving
0: people some suggestions for some nice yeah, gifts yeah. for the men in their lives, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know. But you get the uh, college football championships coming up. You get the sports Super Bowl coming up, and so those would be some things I would uh, I would look forward to.
0: So that's a pretty nice list. So mental health, uh, making sure that people are attending to that. But I heard you say physical wellness. And no, you don't have to join a gym, Mm -hmm. um, but that you're getting some physical activity. Uh, The massage pieces, you know, I like to hear you say that because I do think that sometimes men don't necessarily think about massages as uh, good for their health. But it sounds like you enjoyed your first massage.
1: I did. I haven't had another one yet, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think a good option, um, and I heard you say a lot about just getting out, so whether that's the beach or mountains or just getting some good good air in there sounds like that's really important, and then doing something people enjoy. So um, if that's a, a tickets to that game or something that we don't often, I think as men, you all don't necessarily get permission in the same way that women do mm-hmm. to be able to engage in some of that good wellness. And I'm hearing you say like, hey, um, you know, hint at those loved ones in your lives, what you might like so that you can take some time to take care of you.
1: Yeah. You know, socks are fine. Ties are fine. But you know, a while, we want <laughs> <wants> something that <laughs> we can enjoy. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is probably the most uh, talked about gifts ever. It's like the socks and the mugs <laughs> and the ties. Like we have plenty. No, thank you. Here's some other yeah, things yeah. that you could consider. So I do appreciate that. Um, so you know, we we were joking about it, but what do you think are some of the reasons why men do have maybe a harder time taking care of themselves psychologically as well as physically? Um, that they don't necessarily uh, invest in themselves in that in that way
1: um i think men have a hard time taking care of themselves is a couple reasons uh, are not one from a society standpoint men are supposed to be the caretakers Mm -hmm. of the family in the sense where you know women are caretakers of the children and things like that but we're supposed to be able to hold down the household essentially Mm -hmm. and you know be strong for the household and also we you know and from, from a financial standpoint from a spiritual standpoint Um, And so oftentimes we see that, okay, if we are strong for the household then, or for our community, then we should not need assistance from medical professionals or counseling or physicians, um, because we got this. Mm -hmm. But in reality, oftentimes men uh, are... We're human, of course, and so dads and fathers and brothers and uncles and things like that. And so uh, your stress comes at us just like it comes at anybody else. And oftentimes we try to bury down that stress and hide that stress. And then it comes out in other ways. It can come out in ways such as, you know, you may become more irritable where you're not enjoying um, life. You may not be enjoying your family. You may not be enjoying your work and you're just going through the motions, Um, sometimes it can come out in ways where you're not sleeping as well. Uh, Other times it can come out in ways from a sexual activity standpoint where you're not uh, as sexually active, you may have decreased libido, uh, you may have erectile problems. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we still deal with this and our body lets us know about this in different ways, Um, but we just try to push on and say, oh, it's gonna get better. so I think, you know, oftentimes asking for help sometimes is seen as weakness. Um, but oftentimes, you know, that's the only way you're going to get through some regular times, but oftentimes stressful times. You know, work is one thing, but then you to work on it and then you have children and then you may have relationship problems or just struggles. And then you may have a death in the family. Um, and then the pandemic and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> this is, uh, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. And so in my practice, you know, I see a lot of in- different individuals, uh, from, you know, 18 year olds to 85 year olds who may have anxiety, who mm-hmm. may have depression. Um, and so that's very important You be able to, one, understand yourself, but understand, you know, what type of resources you have, um, of course, a big my reference point is from athletics, but I, I deal with the general population. But we watch a lot of athletes on TV. We watch mm-hmm. them from a college level to a professional level. Most high-level athletes have some type of professional in their lives to help with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, sports psychology is a big thing, where you know a lot of times. People think about sports psychology from a sports performance standpoint, but you can't really perform well if you have anxiety. So oftentimes the counselor and the psychologist have to work through the anxiety, the depressions, of other things first before you can get to that performance level. And so, quote unquote, regular people, you know, Mm -hmm. your performance is just taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of your work. and so again, mental health is 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 very important.
0: And I'm hearing you say that, um, because i I do think, and I appreciate you uh, all the shout out to mental health. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, uh but but also, I don't think that sometimes men are aware of how connected mind, body, and spirit are. And I'm hearing you say that sometimes it is, um, these physical manifestations are coming from perhaps psychological things right. that men may not be aware of. Um, that could be why they're having some sexual dysfunction, or mm-hmm. why they're having some problems sleeping, um, or why even they may be having um, some some pain that may be showing up in parts of their body, um, mm-hmm. a trembling that they may not necessarily be aware of, I like how you talk about, um, because I do think that sometimes people think like, okay, athletes are not real human beings, right, that they're in this other category, Um, and I like that you normalize, like, athletes experience these things, too, so you can be at the peak of your performance and still be having these difficulties, and there is no shame in you getting help for those things, um, because it's about you performing to the best of your ability.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Athletes, entertainers, I work with entertainers also, and the I mean, mm-hmm. same thing where they also, um, I mean, one in particular and is a, a professional called me and said, hey, you know, if, if you say something that can get him worked up, he may not go out and perform. And so it's one of those things where, you know, you have to be aware of yourself. And once mm-hmm. you become aware of yourself, I think you can be a better um friend, husband, brother, uh, in general.
0: So I'm hearing you say a lot of these things are manageable if a person would come in and have a conversation.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times with uh, men, um, I'm guilty of it also. Oftentimes we say, okay, this is going to get better. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we say, I'm going to go in next month. And then something happens where you feel like, oh, I got work late, or I just want to go hang out a little bit, or I'm tired, I don't feel like going in. And so then, um, you know, you keep pushing it off, and then once it becomes too much, that's when you try to go in. And, you know, of course, in our society, we think it's going to be a quick fix, but, you know, something's been going on for a year or two years or three years. Um, One visit to the doctor is usually not going to take care of it. Um, and so it's, it's an ongoing process. I think about it as like, if you are, um, learning how to play basketball, um, you don't really just go out there and practice one day. And then all of a sudden you shooting threes like Steph Curry, or if you trying to, you trying to get, uh, weight lift and things like that is, is, I think your mind is similar to a muscle where you have to practice, 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 try to get that better to try to understand how to help better help yourself.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate that realistic perspective about (laughs) being able to address things. It's not usually a one and done kind of scenario. Um, You have to come in and uh, get initially, maybe it's a a diagnosis or some thoughts, and then a treatment plan could entail some other other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So speaking of which... Uh, I know that sometimes, so we, you mentioned um, from 18 to eight and nine. Uh so you're seeing males at a variety of ages, young men at a variety of ages on up through adulthood. Talk a little bit about, like, when, when do men or when would you recommend they start coming in to get checkups? Is this something you mentioned, you kind of wait, let's see if it's going to go away, but is there a recommendation that you may have about men in the frequency of which they should be seeing providers?
1: So I think it depends on the individual. I can't really make a blanket statement and say that um, usually just come every six months, every year. Um, If I'm thinking about, you know, children, of course, they're going in for the wellness business. 18-year-olds, typically they're young men. And so I think it's for everyone, the blanket statement I will make is, is important for everyone to have a physician that they go, that they're established with. So if something does come up, you can go to that person and say, hey, this is what's going on. And instead of using Google and saying, and start Googling things or asking your boy about it, uh, you know, it's better to, you know, be able to go to that provider and say, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think about it? And I tell all my patients that I rather you come and ask me about it as opposed to work, being at home stressed and worrying about it, or asking one of your boys at work who, you know, may have just as much education, or may have another uncle who dealt with this, but it could be something totally different. Um, so for everyone, 18 years old to 90 years old, I think it's important to establish with a physician and say, um, just to have that person. And then, you know, 18 years old, most of people with this age don't have a lot of medical problems. We're seeing more and more that, you know, people are let, more sedentary. So you are starting to get people the 18, 19, 25 years old with diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, and so if you have those type of issues, then, then um, talk to your provider and they'll let you know how frequently you should come in. Um, when you start getting into your 40s and uh, 45, 50s, you know, it is important to be able to go there probably at least once a year if you don't have any medical problems, probably twice a year if you have medical problems. And that will help you determine or help you get baseline labs There was say basically, okay, if you have high cholesterol, um, you know, that's something that can be addressed early. Uh, 45 years old, that's when you start, have to start thinking about prostate. Um, uh, nobody likes going in and talking about the prostate, but it's an important thing. And at 45, you know, if you start getting that uh, blood test or, you know, of course, you think about the digital rectal exam, I always tell my patients, I don't like doing this, and I know you don't like it either, but it's a necessary evil. Um, And so at that age, that's when you want to start going in and getting that check because the goal is basically to catch things early. If we can catch things, so if somebody has prostate cancer and we catch it at 45 as opposed to 50, or if we catch it at 50 years as opposed to 55, then um the treatment plan is going to be easier and you know of course with cancer you can spread. um same thing at 45 you know that's when you start uh, thinking about colon cancer screening and so those are times that you want to be able to go in and, and have your physicians uh, schedule that for you um again and we all hear about yeah well, we're seeing more and more of a, you know um we we I think now people are realizing it more after Chadwick Boseman, uh, you mm-hmm. know, with his diagnosis. But mm-hmm. this has been going on for a while, and so it's, it's it's very important to be able to get those initial labs from a baseline standpoint, standpoint because that's when, you know, we can pick up things such as high cholesterol, and pick up things such as uh, some cancers. Now, if you're having kidney issues, a lot of people walk around with elevated blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know it and that's why we call it the silent killer if you're walking around with elevated blood pressure is not treated then that puts you at risk for heart attacks and kidney disease and actually kidney failure um so that's why it's important just to go in at at minimum once a year and then once your, your provider sees you then you may need to be more than that um other thing i will say is I talked about the prostate cancer screening and also the uh, colon cancer screening, but it's important to know your family history. Mm -hmm. So, if mom or dad or brother and sister had colon cancer at forty years old, you actually need to be screened earlier at thirty years old. Um, And but if they also had heart disease, and you know you had a mom or dad or uncle that died at at, you know from heart disease at the age of. 50 years old, then you may need to be screened earlier um, to see if there's a genetic component or is there something else going on? I,
0: well, I guess let me kind of back up. So one I'm hearing is important to have a provider. So uh, <laughs> if nothing else, like have a primary care physician, a pediatrician, if they're under the age of 18, mm-hmm. um, but that you do need to have established care with right. someone. Yes. Um, So that you can have a place to go (laughs) Uh, (laughs) to to get either these baselines or if you're noticing some of those issues that you were mentioning before, like I'm not sleeping well or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm noticing some changes in my body um, instead of that. Well, let me just wait and see um, what happens. Let me actually go and attend to it. So if I notice something is off um and it's off for more than than a few days um it's not getting better um i'm seeing this pattern then mm-hmm. if i have a provider maybe it'd be more likely that i would go um, right. and give that person a call
1: right,
0: right. um another uh, thing i i heard you saying we probably all have stories uh, or i've heard stories of men who had a heart heart attack so mm-hmm. out of what we perceive to be out of nowhere. Um, uh, a heart issue. Come to find out, they had had elevated blood pressure, but they had not been been monitored by. So I, you know, I want to talk a little bit uh, more about that. What are what are some signs and symptoms that a person may be having high blood pressure?
1: Um. So sometimes there is no signs or symptoms. So that's why it's being a plug just to say have a physician that you can go see a provider that You can go see um sometimes you just at a, oftentimes i get people coming to my office where at a job like especially if you're a truck driver or something like that you're doing dot uh that's when they find out they have blood pressure but some signs and symptoms that if your blood pressure is high you may have ongoing headaches you may have blurred vision um you may feel more tired than usual uh, it's pretty severe if you start having chest pain. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so those are the more common type of things. Um, dizziness, if that blood pressure is really high, uh, that also can cause dizziness too. So, but it, it gets pretty concerning if you start having those signs where you know, you're having blurred vision, uh, loss of vision, headaches, dizziness, chest pain. Um, erectile dysfunction also is a sign because the way you get erection is blood flow and if your blood pressure is running high um, then you're not getting blood flow to any uh, to other places such as your brain or your penis and so that's one of the play- things also that's usually what brings people in
0: is that what brings it's me like... in
1: <laughs> <laughs> something's not working right and it's like alright well what's going on let me get this uh, medicine so I can keep continue on but Using one side there in the office, we can talk about some other things and find out is that the reason you have erectile dysfunction, or is it is it uh, something else? Again, going back to anxiety and going back to the stress level, um, that's another thing that could be causing that. So,
0: um, I'm sure they probably don't want to have that conversation about how you're not going to prescribe them uh, a pill to help with their <laughs> erectile dysfunction when their blood pressure is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a couple people get mad at me when your blood pressure is <laughs> 180 over 100, and that the Cialis is not going to do it. Um, and so um, we got to work on some other things before. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your blood sugar is uncontrolled and your blood pressure is uncontrolled, mm-hmm. then it's probably work work on getting those things. And so that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe
0: that's a motivator though. So that, that can't, be, can't be a motivator. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, well, let me get my health in order so I could. Uh, right. Uh, Get my sexual health back where I wanted to right, be. Right. Um, I also heard you reference Dr. Google, my favorite. Um, so I'm hearing you say uh, to the brothers out there, please get off the internet and instead come in and see yeah. your provider when you have some questions or
1: concerns. Yes. Most Google searches are going to lead to one of two things. You're going to stress yourself out. Or you're going to misdiagnose yourself. And you're going to ask somebody and going to tell you you have cancer. Um, and so it, it's better just to come in and talk to somebody who's knowledgeable because it really is not just about, okay, if you have, um, one symptom that doesn't automatically equal a specific diagnosis. So if you have chest pain, that doesn't automatically equal a heart attack, but it's better to come in to be evaluated. It could be a heart attack? It could just be muscle pain. It could be pneumonia, but the only way to find that out truly is to come in and, and have an evaluation
0: so you mentioned uh sometimes the sexual dysfunction is one of the main reasons you'll see men in in your practice what are some other reasons that men do come in to the see you? <laughs> top two answer is wife made me <laughs> right <laughs>
1: Um, no, but within the last two years, actually, I've seen more men actually come in by themselves okay. um, because they've been more stressed. They have noticed mm-hmm. the blood pressure. Um, you know, some men just I've had actually more and more surprisingly come in 30, 40 years old just to be established, just to make sure they mm-hmm. have a provider. Okay. Um, and I always congratulate them for that because yeah. you, it's not it's not as often. Um the, um, but yeah, I, I would say number one is erectile dysfunction. Two is uh, just a checkup. Other times they have noticed at, at a physical or one of their work um, physicals, they have the labs have been somewhat abnormal, blood pressure has been abnormal. Um, you know, uh, and then I guess one of the other, as, as we get into the older men, Uh, sometimes it's more so due to um, uh, prostate issues, such as Mm -hmm. not just prostate cancer, but enlarged prostate. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another thing that affects, you know, as you start getting older, 50, 60, 65 or so, uh, sometimes it's younger, you start getting enlarged prostate, and sometimes that can cause some uh, problems with your urination. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people may get more urinary frequency where they may go to the bathroom and then 15 minutes later they have to go back uh they may have a weaker stream where you know uh they always say you know at 16 i can write my name in the snow we enjoy it. <laughs> no snow. But, uh, now it's more like a dribble yeah um or they're waking up five or six times a night yeah uh, to get up to pee yeah. and so those are another things that may come in um and to be evaluated for that um
0: And I definitely um, recognize that those are probably some of the more common reasons why I see men in uh, mental health counseling as well. Mm -hmm. It's because those are the types of changes um, uh, where we're talking about frequency of urination or uh, not being able to get an erection where men are feeling um, a blow, I think, to their Mm -hmm. worth and identity when they're not able to, to the things that they identified that gave them uh, strength as a man when these mm-hmm. things are different, that's right. when they'll come in and they feel, um, I, I hear them say they feel broken yeah. when, yeah. like you said, they're not able to to do some of the things that they used to do when they were younger.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah, and so um, uh, you'll you hear a lot of advertisement about erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and our, the BPH and our Benign prostate hyperplasia or enlarged prostate. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and also, I think the one other thing would be decreased sex drive. I have some people mm-hmm. come in for that. And usually, the first question is I need my testosterone check. Mm-hmm. Um, and decreased sex drive does not always equal um, low testosterone. Erectile dysfunction does not always equal low testosterone, like I said before. It could be a blood pressure issue. It could be over stress issue um, or just a stress issue, anxiety issue. Um, It could be a diabetes issue. Um, And so it's a lot of things that can cause that. Um, As we age, testosterone starts to trend down. So I think after about the age of 25 or 30, you reach your peak. And then after that, everybody's testosterone is going to decrease. And so the, the goal is to you know, to try to decrease, de- de- the the way to decrease the chance of testosterone going low is staying active, um, mm. staying active sex- sexually, but also staying active uh, from a physical standpoint. So as we build muscle, uh, we think about building muscle in the younger years, and then once we get 40, we get busy, and we don't work out as much, At 50, you know, you're stressed out, of 60, you feel like you don't need to do it, uh, but as you start, as you maintain that muscle, build more muscle, that actually helps maintain your testosterone. Um, as you gain more weight, um, the fat cells actually um, have more estrogen. And so trying to have a balanced activity level, whether it be weightlifting, um, cardio, uh, that's very good, but also having a balanced diet, mm-hmm. you know, balancing protein, balancing vegetables, and that also can help over time to decrease the chance of the testosterone falling.
0: I know I do see a lot of low T commercials and a lot Mm -hmm. of times men are wondering about their testosterone. I'm happy to hear you say, Hey, there's some other things that could be going on, which is again, why you need to have a conversation with your physician. So you can really discern what's going on instead of assuming that it's something and ordering something off Amazon uh, to address something that may not even be the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know that, you know, you gave your, healthy list of five good things that men could do, and you have brought them back full circle with mental health and physical health and also the nutritional health and wellness and doing um, you know, things that men enjoy, not just having to feel like they're only in this role of provider um, or that they have to hold up the family, but they get a chance to be well-rounded and, and uh, check on themselves as well. But I know that some men have on their wish list things that might be different than what you have on your wish list <laughs> that may not be healthy for them. So <laughs> talk a little bit about uh, maybe uh, you, you mentioned a, in, the food intake. Um, talk a little bit about maybe some of the, the things that men may be enjoying that may not necessarily be as healthy for them.
1: Um, so common thing has been common. Football season is in. So of course, you know. Um, Alcohol, it's not it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, when we think about uh, alcohol to to excessive amount, um, that you know that goes back to what we we're talking about um, from a blood pressure standpoint, also from a um, weight gain standpoint, um, but also from a relationship standpoint, if you are drinking excessively where you um, are missing work or it's causing relationship problems or um, you know is is uh, it's affecting your daily life or you feel like you just can't start your day with, without drinking you know that that i would highly recommend that you talk to a a, a professional about that um, but just over time what i what i see is you know if you're drinking more it does affect sexual health. It does affect your blood pressure. Also, you know, it, long-term, it can affect your liver, and that's one that causes cirrhosis. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, you know, we we are in our society, we eat a lot of fast food. We eat a lot of foods that's high in salt. A lot of foods is um, high in sugar processed foods. So, um, oftentimes, I, I tell people "It was white, it's not right. So, basically, you know, from a Carb standpoint, it's okay to eat pasta. It's okay to eat white rice every once in a while. But you know, over time, if we're doing these things and we're not burning those calories, that that's going to put us at risk for um, a gaining weight. And so, as I mentioned before, if you gain weight, that puts you um, at risk for low testosterone potentially, puts you at risk for diabetes, a high blood pressure. Um, Oftentimes, now what I'm seeing more and more is something called fatty liver disease, um, Mm. where we are eating more processed foods, more fried and fatty foods, more uh, carbohydrates, and our liver processes this. But over time, our liver gets burnt out, Mm. and so it's not able to process it. And so that's actually, I think, the second leading cause of liver failure, Mm. um, because we are eating these things, too much of them. And that's also one of the causes of diabetes. Um, you know, um, marijuana is legal in a lot of states now, mm-hmm. um, but again, too much of anything it, it can be cause a problem, and so even with I may get some frowns and bad looks on them. I can't see anybody, but no, you um, can't see them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even even with uh, marijuana, you know, you'd have the CBD, but also over time with marijuana, we know that um. It can affect your motivation uh, at times with younger men and sometimes older men, it can cause something called gynecomastia or mm-hmm. quote unquote man boobs mm-hmm. um, because you, uh, I guess that's not professional, but that basically what happens is that over time it, it can cause that. And that's another thing that can affect your testosterone over time. Mm-hmm. Um and so, of course, if you're smoking every a blunt here, blunt, you know, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. then, yeah, it will, it potentially could affect you, um, one, from uh, reaching your goals, but also just your overall physique, but also your testosterone. Um, it's still early on right now. We don't know if it affects from a lung standpoint, but mm-hmm. your breathing is something else besides oxygen. So, um,
0: that I did not know that about, me. I mean, some of those things I, I knew, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Um, know about the yeah? I, I do think people probably know the man boobs term, whether it's you know <laughs> medically professional or not. Uh, but I think they probably recognize that term. Or I did not know that that had uh, was a cause.
1: Mm-hmm. That's one of the causes. i saying it's all, the only cause, only but cause, it, but time, a it, cause. It can lead to that. Um, and so a lot of times I'm seeing people in high school or college, mm-hmm. you know, and they're more sedentary and they're smoking more. That's one of the things I try to bring to your attention. So.
0: So, is it the set being sedentary that's causing it,
1: or is there a link to the THC? Or we don't know. Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. Uh, but usually, most people are not smoking and going out and running. Uh, most people not Probably not. <laughs> you smoking, <laughs> you may get a little munchies. So.
0: Fair <laughs> point. Fair <so>. point.
1: <laughs> uh, um, But no, so typically, you know, you're trying to have more of that balance type, you know, protein. You hear a lot about protein now, but, you know, um, and you hear a lot about different type of, you know, special diets like keto diet, um, if if that's the realm you're in. But, you know, it's trying to have that balance where if you're doing protein, you want to have the lean protein. So the protein is not causing more problems to the liver and causing your cholesterol to be up. You know, the carbs, you know, I try to incorporate the complex carbs where you're not doing as much uh, white rice and pastas on a regular basis. And so those things over time can help maintain muscle over time if you're working out building muscle, which can, um, again, lead to your, I think, a healthier lifestyle.
0: So we can't uh eat a lot of fried stuff. We can't eat uh, a lot of processed stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so you're telling them no fun, no fun in your food. No, uh, in moderation.
1: <laughs> in moderation. So a lot of times, what what happens is, so I, I you asked about the most common things, and you know, of course, you got to know your family history. Mm-hmm. And most people have somebody in their family history who has diabetes. Mm-hmm. Most people have somebody in their family history who has uh, high blood pressure. And People think because mom and dad had had diabetes, that means if I get diabetes, I have to keep diabetes. But mm-hmm. that's not true. Oftentimes, what we have, what happens is that we um, we take on what our parents do. Mm-hmm. And so, if Big Mama is eating, you know, uh, greens and rice with it, and you get a little cornbread in there, and pork chops and whatever like that. That's good food to us, because that's what we grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, But over time, though, what happens is that my grandparents, you know, they made it, they may ate that, but they were also, unfortunately, my grandmother was in cotton fields working, Mm -hmm. but also she was in, you know, back then, people walked a lot more, Mm -hmm. they were more active. um, And so, but now we try to eat the same thing, and we are not as active, but also the food is totally different now. And so if you are diagnosed with diabetes or if your parents have diabetes, that does not mean that you just continue to choose to have diabetes. Mm -hmm. If you change some of the things you eat, then, or even change your activity, then that means the diabetes actually can be treated. So.
0: I think that is very helpful for people to feel empowered, like they don't necessarily already have Um, You know, health issues mapped out for them uh, just because of their family history. But recognizing some of those factors. Yeah, like we can't be eating the greens uh, with the hog malls in it uh, and wash it down with the macaroni and cheese um, and then have uh, a pork chop. And yeah. yeah, and then <laughs> and then because you know we have to have something white, we got then I have to have some rice or some potatoes. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. But but I can it's not that I can't eat the greens and I can't mm-hmm. eat the cornbread, but maybe I wanna um be careful about what I'm putting in them so yeah. that I'm you know I'm not putting the fat back in the mm-hmm in the greens and that I can, um, make the cornbread actually without the egg, mm-hmm. um, and without the milk and still be able to get some cornbread and I don't have to have a piece that's the size of a plate. Right. Um, right. And, and I, that's can, the yeah. thing
1: is the proportion size also that we, we oftentimes think we need more than we really need and greens are good. I mean, that's actually, mm-hmm. you know, a good healthy source for us. I mean, the, uh, you know, cornbread can be good for you also, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just one of those things in proportion and also how you prepare it. So.
0: Absolutely. And I, and I think that's the empowering piece that you just said. Like you can have them, but look at how they're being prepared and look at how much you're having of them. And then I also heard you say earlier, too, about like the, the alcohol, uh, because, you know, I do realize, you know, and men will, uh, I think you talk about that, those genetics, like, oh, we all get the beer guts in our family. So I'm going to mm-hmm. have a good anyway. And so they feel like there's nothing they can really do about the good. But I'm hearing you say, well, you actually can do some different things. To yeah, be able to yeah, help with that.
1: Right. And and also, one, one, just going back to the alcohol, a lot of times, um, I think it is more of a cultural thing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, um, I've had some men come to me and say, hey, you know, this is just how I relax. And so going back to, you know, if you have a stressful day, you relax with alcohol, and then you, sometime it turns out to where this is the only way I can relax. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important and, you know, be able to have some avenues to be able to deal with the stress besides alcohol. Um, but yes, they, you, over time, alcohol, you drink it too much, it has calories. And so, yes, you're going to get the beer gut, but also eventually, it potentially could affect your liver and mm-hmm. other things too.
0: Yeah mention that fatty liver piece um so like we're not just getting fatty liver from drinking sounds like we're getting fatty liver from some of those processed foods that you were talking about over time that our body's having a harder time breaking down Mm -hmm. um so as you talk about empowering people what what are five not five What is a small step? Let's start there, because I realize that sometimes we just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. You're hearing all this good information that you're sharing with us, and they're like, okay, well, I'm doing all of that stuff. (laughs) 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 Right? So, and I know sometimes, like you said, when you're just overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. and it causes you stress, and then we tend to avoid, like, okay, I'm just not going to be with it at all, right? So what would be one small step that a man could take toward getting his health back on track?
1: Finding you a good physician or provider, I would say that that would probably be the first step because then you have somebody who can educate you in an honest way, and um, and also just be able to look at the full picture. Um, but so that would be the first thing is is finding someone who you can go to and ask questions to, and check your baseline labs and uh, do a thorough physical examination. Um, short of that i would say thinking about as we mentioned um the type of foods you know everybody has their weakness and so Mm -hmm. thinking about the type of foods that you eat and is there anything that you feel like you may be able to change um when i say this a lot of people think oh i need to go eat salads or i just need to go vegetarian or but it really is most people you know it's two or three things that they indulge in. It could be soda, it could be sweet potato pie, or desserts, or it could be uh, bread. Uh, So find out those things that you may, or we've talked about the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Find out, you know, what's your weakness? What's your kryptonite? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if you can find that, then you can do that in moderation or do away with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third thing I would say is uh, I'm a big advocate of uh, just regular physical activity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think they have to go to a gym and go work out for an hour. Um I'm not sure what your 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 um, audience um is like what age group they should probably all of everybody. But you know as we you know we have more responsibilities, we get older, you have a family. A lot of times going to the gym for hours is not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um maybe it is, you know, doing some body weights or if you got a treadmill or you can run in the neighborhood for 15 minutes, uh, push-ups, you know, just regular body weight type of things can help. And if you do that for 15 minutes a day, some type of activity that helps in multiple ways. It helps maintain that muscle mass. It helps your testosterone. It helps overall health. It helps heart health. It also helps mental health. And so there's been studies that show that if you do about 15, 20 minutes a day, um, three times a week, then that actually can help you, um, in the long term. And start off small. You know, if you can't do a push-up, you know, just do some air squats or, you know, do some bands. So.
0: Yeah, I appreciate always just a small step because I know sometimes it feels like we have to go from the couch to, uh, you know, bodybuilder. But I'm hearing you say uh, you get good 15 minutes of things you can do with your body weight at home, but that's a good first step. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be three hours in the gym. It can be just starting small with the moving. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that because that sounds much more reasonable.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, uh, I work a lot. I'm sure you work a lot and uh, (laughs) oftentimes you... A hour in the gym to two hours in the gym for me is not reasonable um mm-hmm. and so that's why i tell people and, and 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 don't beat yourself up you know if for any reason that you you know you're on a good track and you're doing it a, a, on a daily basis or three times a week and you miss a week just try to get back on track the same thing yeah. for eating wise if you a lot of people we're getting to the point where excuse me people are thinking about new new year's resolutions yes we are. so yeah. um those new year resolutions sometimes can be broken, but also just take those small steps, you know, think about what you can do to help your overall health. Um, It it could just be taking one thing away or adding in one thing. And then, you know, that next week or next month, uh, do take care, take out one more thing, add in another positive thing. And so you start doing that until you start having a more of a lifestyle, change that will help you out.
0: I like that because I think a lot of times when we're stressed and you mentioned a lot of things that I think men are dealing with, we could be working long hours. They may be, um, you mentioned truck drivers. I think a lot about them and they're sedentary in those trucks and often uh, gain weight because Mm -hmm. they're eating a lot of junk on the road. Um, I hear a lot of men say like they just don't have that time necessarily because of how they work. Mm -hmm. to uh, eat those healthier meals, but I'm hearing you say, like, you can just make some small changes, like, look at what you're doing that may not necessarily be as healthy, and pick one thing, and, right. and add one thing. Uh, I, I do like to tell people, don't take something away if you don't put something in this place. Right, um, right. So add one thing after you take this one thing away. Like, so if I'm going to, so chips is my nemesis. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to cut back on my chips, what is something that I can eat instead of chips? Right. Um, yeah. That'll be quick, um, mm-hmm. but be give me a little bit more nutritious bang for my book.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. And I, I say that a lot with... Uh... Like, so I talk about diabetes and high blood pressure and other different type of issues. And so when people start doing well, where their numbers are getting better, mm-hmm. always, you know, try to encourage, like we can take away this medicine. But if we take away this medicine, you have to continue to add on something that's going to yeah. help you in, over time. You know, so,
0: Yeah, I appreciate I think that was your gift to the people is work on removing something that's unhealthy and adding something that's healthier.
1: Right.
0: Right. Um, are there any other recommendations or books or podcasts or resources that you want to share with everybody before we wrap up for the evening?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, just a good resource. Um, I think you, uh, and you, you probably can add in a couple more resources. I just, I think about reputable resources. Um, and I think about there's a, um, one that has general information just about all different topics and that's American Academy of Family Physicians. Um, they basically have a lot of different topics that you can look at and I think it's a reputable source. Um, I know it's a couple of other ones out there but that's the one I will go with right now. Um, yeah.
0: that's a good I mean, I do think it's important for people, people sometimes shy away from um, medical resources. <laughs> Mm uh even though they'll get on dr google and look at wikipedia um but you know i do think it's important for people to realize that a lot of the medical associations as well as the psychological associations have very easily digested information on them too so it's not that you get on and you're like i don't understand any of
1: those words Um, it's it's not research articles that you're looking at it's more just for patient
0: right right So I appreciate you saying that, that no, these are the patient-friendly websites where you can Mm -hmm. go and you can get information and sometimes nice videos um, where people are sharing information so that you can have something, as you said, while you're sitting talking to your coworker uh, who doesn't know any more than you know, uh, but is telling you information that he heard secondhand from a thirdhand source. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. like if you're gonna get it go get it from somewhere that is actually get, get it from somebody else. <laughs> that, I... is, that is accurate like these are, these are actual uh professionals have put this information out yeah. but uh more importantly get you a provider
1: correct correct yes. i think for everybody no matter if you don't have any problems or you have 15 different problems is yes. one of those things to get somebody who you can trust is somebody you can talk to yes. um and you feel comfortable with. Um, You may not always feel comfortable, but as you build that relationship, I think that that comfort will come and you should be able to go in there and talk to them about everything, whether it's a silly question, you feel like it's a silly question, um, but that's what I encourage everybody to do to their physicians is be honest. Um, Yes. Okay.
0: That was the the second present for people, be honest. Like (laughs) it doesn't help you to go in there and not tell the truth.
1: Yeah, I, I I sometimes get people new new patients come in and they they um you know I'll tell them I'm gonna do um you know some testing or I'm just uh, I just take a history and you know some people shy away about telling me some people are completely honest about everything they've done some people shy away by telling me you know their, their sexual orientation or their um uh, their if they're using any type of mm-hmm. drugs whether it be uh, marijuana but you know yeah, some people use meth some people use cocaine and so don't advocate that but if you tell me that i can better treat you um if, if i don't know that actually i can give you a medication that can counteract with that and it can harm you and so most physicians if not all physicians want to help you as much as possible and that's the only way we can do that by having all the information
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Siraj Abdullah, uh, who came fresh off work and got on this podcast <laughs> for you all this evening. So I thank you so much for giving of your, your time um, to an already long day to be able to give some good health information uh, to our audience. Join us next week for uh, Dr. Katrina Strozier is going to come in. Uh, Tis the season for your self-care on next Tuesday, the 20th, back at our regular 730 time. Uh, Dr. Abdullah, you take good care of you to the audience. Everybody be well. Thank you. Thank you.